scary is that, yes, kind of their parents' battle was over, but hers was not, and like the rumors that were going around about this kid, like in the book, um, one kid said, my father says Raman's father was killed in the Savak. He killed a million people. And it's the secret police of the Saw's regiment. And she was all like, well, in the name of the dead, we will teach him a a Raman a lesson. And so she, this is basically bullying in a more severe sense that they were going to attack him with nails between their fingers. And I feel so sorry for him. Like, it wasn't his fault. So, I guess that she shouldn't come jump to conclusions like that. It's good how her mom, like, saw her and stepped in and stopped her from um, beating up um, ramen. Uh, yeah, the mom also taught her like to forgive, you know? And then, oh, back in the letter chapter, um, we didn't really mention how the maid fell in love with the neighbor and then they couldn't be together because of social class. In Islam, or in Iran, what the story is taking place, I think it was, like, a theocracy, which means, like, it's kind of ran by the religion, and so, like, there were different social classes, and they weren't the social classes, so that's why the guy was like, oh my gosh, she's a maid, now I cannot be with her, or something. Hello, and welcome to the Talk Talker show. We are going to be talking about Persepolis, and this is part two of... I don't know how many parts. So this time we read up, we read from the water cell, Persepolis, chapter 5, to the trip, which is chapter 10. Does anybody want to start? Um, so in chapter 6, called Persepolis, there's this one point where her dad goes to take photos of um, the public demonstrations and then he doesn't come home for a while and then she thinks that her dad died and that um, they shot him and she was just really worried until he actually came home and she was like, oh, I thought you were dead. And that that just goes to say like, how risky it is and also how like for her age like wouldn't it be like really scary to have your like you don't know where your father is yeah yeah it would be definitely too scary since they live in like in in a country like in an environment where there's there's constant wars and there's so much going around that honestly anything can happen. 
Oh, and adding on to that, the people who were killed were martyrs, which are like people who are killed because of their religion or like beliefs. Oh. Um, what I found interesting was that they were carrying dead bodies kind of out of respect and as like a demonstration saying, oh, the king is a killer, blah, blah, blah. And one of the bodies that they carried was this um, old man and his widow was like, stop it, stop it, why are you carrying him? And after a couple of minutes of talking, the widow started protesting with them and like being in the demonstration. So it come it goes it goes to show that um maybe like if you influence people enough they'll just they just might kind of turn to your side, I guess. I just thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah, I I agree with that. I thought it was very interesting how he died from cancer but they still thought he was a hero even though he just died and because it just it, everything was still affected by this evil king that they wanted out oh yeah i was gonna mention that i was like the the old man kind of died from cancer but they were just like the king is the killer yada yada you know oh also um the chapter named persepolis i think like um, it's a ancient like capital of some place, the Persian Empire, I think. I thought so. In the next one, in the next chapter of the letter. Sorry if I got off topic, but like she finally realized how privileged she was. Like there was people out there washing car windows. Um, um, they are uh, making rugs and she kind of felt ashamed to be sitting in the front seat of her father's Cadillac when all of these other kids her age are like doing work and she felt like that wasn't it didn't feel right and then like she also had she even had a maid who came to her house at the age of 10 Oh, eight. And it was just, she kind of was realizing, hey, I'm probably one of the most privileged girls in this kind of neighborhood. I should not be taking this for granted. Yeah, and um, how they, well, she is at like a very young age to acknowledge like different social classes is like pretty important because she wouldn't like understand more things like going on how like the differences in social classes and how she was at like the the high um i agree i also think that the fact that her mate took her to a revolution was actually a pretty good thing despite you know having her being injured because at least instead of like ignoring the issues, she she showed her like, oh, you know, things are really happening and it's it's not good. Okay, sorry guys, there's garbage people picking up trash 
so there's probably going to be noise in the background, but, um, yeah, she's really smart, and her, uh, experiencing this at a young age is gonna make her, um, I guess more smarter in the future, so, like, she'll know what to do and stuff, and I feel like she would, um, in the future, she wouldn't worry because she already knows what to do and stuff. But yeah, she'll worry because, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, back when she was a little girl, it was kind of strange and kind of, I guess, what do you call it? Um, a regular deal for protests and demonstrations to happen and that that one day that she left her parents to go protest her and um, her maid they went on a day that they really shouldn't have which was called Black Friday where a bunch of people were killed by their own kind of by their own people that are also fighting for the same cause. And after that, they said a bunch of different massacres happened, and it was just very graphic, not graphic, but violent in a way that I think a little girl shouldn't have fathomed, even though she acts like she's strong. She is just a kid. Yeah, um, I agree. It's very, like, unfortunate that they went on Black Friday where they killed so many people in, like, one of the neighborhoods. And um, at um, probably the end, I guess I would say the end, um, where Margie's mother slaps the maid and her and then she was like, it was really our own who attacked us. I thought that was pretty, um, how, how, sh they're like sad in the picture. So I thought it was pretty cute. Um, uh, <laughs> not that I'm like, you know? <laughs> yeah, I definitely get what you're saying. And, like, they were... We're ch they're trying to make a revolution happen. Slowly but surely, all of the, the demonstrations and all of those countless lives that have been lost, they're finally kind of hitting, hard-hitting the king of the country. And, they're, and he's, he said he was going to like try to step down and try to become a democracy, which was hard for him. And everybody was all like, we just need to get him out. Like, he's not very good at his job. Just like the previous president of the United States, a lot of people were saying that he only cares about what he thinks is good and not what the people think is good. And once he finally stepped down, the king, it was just this grand celebration of everybody kind of acting as if it was kind of New Year's, like a, a new kind of decade, a new kind of reign for the 
for her country. Yeah, it even said in the book that the day he left, the country had like the biggest celebration of the entire history. Yeah, I thought it was interesting how the teacher told them to tear the photos of the Shah from the books, but that she was the one to tell them that he was chosen by God. But then, like, it's just so interesting how, like, immediately they, like, switch because now they can, like, speak freely or have their own ideas. They just, like, tear out these pages and now everything's, like, uh, starting to get better. So, um, in the next chapter, like, um, she overhears her mom talking on the phone and she goes up to the girl whose person her mom was talking about on the phone and says, like, where's your father? And she's like, on a trip. And she kind of correlated being on a trip to being dead. And she told her, she told the little girl, and she was all like, no, he's not. And and she's all like, nobody will accept the truth that he's actually probably dead until they, until he comes back from being a war pri- a political prisoner. And, she, like, she wanted to play with little girl now and I get that the little girl was mad at the main character because I would be too if I was told that my father was dead and then he came back I wouldn't want to play with somebody who kind of lies like that but then again giving the little girl giving the main character the benefit of the doubt I would definitely say that she didn't know much better. And I just think maybe she might think or ask before she speaks. I think that's a big part of what the main character is, is that she doesn't think before she speaks or acts. I, I agree with that. I also... Like, towards the end of the chapter, I like how, like, she held on to, like, the argument when she said, but you have to admit, I wasn't completely wrong when he said that he was not on the trip. Like, instead of actually comforting the girl that her father was dead, she just kept holding on to the argument. But in the end, she kind of felt sad and overwhelmed about, like, how... she was still sticking with the argument and God came and he held her in her arms again which is good like she needed kind of somebody to kind of keep her grounded and I think that was God and once she had that big fight with God everything kind of started spiraling downwards like she was kind of being rude and insensitive to other people but kind of because God wasn't there to say, hey, I know you, I know you're a nice person, so why are you doing this? You shouldn't be doing this. This is not right. If you want to be the next prophet, this, that's not what the prophet does. <laughs>
that's what I kind of thought when I was, when I was reading the story. I mean, I definitely saw like a change of attitude while reading this chapter. Like at first, you know, she wants to be a prophet, you know, be good to everyone. And then like she starts making games for like uh, torture. And I guess that that really kind of surprised me. So I thought, you know, prophets are supposed to be good for people, you know, help others when they're in dire need. I think in the next chapter, she was kind of jealous that her father wasn't a hero and she kind of made up stories. She was embarrassed that her father wasn't tortured, which was kind of sad like for her to make up these elaborate plots just to be known. You know what I mean? And then like as soon as she meets her um, her uncle, it kind of changes and she's really interested in what her uncle has to say because he was kind of, he was in Russia or the USSR at the time. And it was interesting to her to hear his stories. I think she was only interested in her uncle because that uh, he went to prison because even like in the beginning of the chapter of Moscow, she said that my father was not a hero. Like if only he had been to prison. I think at such a young age, she doesn't really like fully understand like the right and wrong of things. Like she just is really, I guess, naive in this sense, you know, like she thinks being in prison is heroic. And then like she thinks torture is like, away and like can be heroic too if you like have gone through torture and you just I don't know really wrong yeah I completely agree with you I think this is like a, a coming of age story uh we haven't finished the book yet but I think at the end of the book I feel like she'll finally realize that like her way of thinking in the past like while growing up is like wrong and like she tries to make everything better and about people in like a righteous way I guess but like I don't know <laughs> I'm not sure how to explain it yeah and then like kind of after her uncle leaves she doesn't have any really buddy to brag about and so she kind of loses all of her inhibition ambitions not inhibitions ambitions like she asks where he is every day, and like she doesn't eat, and she doesn't say bye. So, and then she finds out that they arrested him, and she's sad because he went to prison again. But that's what I think. Hello. Yeah, are we done? Yeah, are we done? Oh, oh, oh. Uh, how much time have we been recording? About 27 minutes. But, um, we had a lot of, like, space in between, so. 
Does anybody have any final parting words before? Uh, we go? Because I definitely think that once she finally got rid of God in her life, she felt lost, and she didn't know what to do, because God was kind of like the shepherd, and she was the sheep, where he was leading her in kind of the right direction, and once he left, or she kind of lost her way, and she didn't know where to go. Yeah, I, I agree. I didn't really see much of God in this chapter. Like, maybe, like, once or twice, though. Yeah, it was, like, only in the beginning where God, like, really, like, talked to her a lot. And then and then for, like, the chapters that we read, like, he only appeared once. Um, do you guys think that, like, she's, like, losing her faith, I guess? Or kind of too busy to, well, like, too overwhelmed by everything to, like, remember, I guess. Yeah, yeah, of course. I think that's a great connection. Yeah. I definitely think that's a great connection that God symbolizes her faith and kind of what she believes in. And once he kind of leaves her alone it um she loses herself in the process but that's all i think we're gonna get into today uh thank you guys so much for listening if you want to read this book i would greatly recommend it it is a graphic novel it is called persepolis the story of a childhood and it you can probably find it at your local bookstore or on Amazon. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we will see you guys next time. Bye. 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 Bye.